thing is about possibilities. It's about magic and it's about dreaming and it's about all this other stuff. There's something wrong with you if you don't believe in Santa. Right. I, I firmly believe that at right. any age because every kid says the same thing. And I've told my kids, like, Dad, there's no Santa. I said, listen, I've seen Santa. And they're like, what? I'm like, listen. And I, there's a story when I was a kid and I heard on the roof of my house. And I said, I, I'm telling you that, it was, and that's true. I'm not making that up. I really heard that. And my kids were like, okay, so now they're doubting it. But dad has a plausible, I said, I didn't see him, but I heard things. Right. And they were like, oh, and, and I don't lie. They know that. I always tell them the truth. So even if, and they can always challenge me. They ask me a ton of questions. But what I gave them was possibility. Yeah. And that's that intersection we just talked about where you want to believe, believe in the magic, believe in the spirit, but there's a little bit of doubt. And so now you're looking around for credible sources to say, hey, is the big guy real? Is he real? <clears throat> And you're saying, well, yeah, look here. And how do you get people to believe in Santa? Everybody. How do you get somebody to believe in the Santa in themselves? How do you get a group of people to believe in the Santas of themselves and understand the possibility that's there and then how does, how does that possibility become reality? So I think that one of the top ways that you do this is something that we don't do at all when we teach tennis, right? You'll go. I'm we don't, no, we don't, we don't do this, right? So when's the last time that you taught a tennis class or anybody taught a tennis class where they were like, come here, everybody, let's stand with our tennis rackets. You're all here today to try at some level to play this game, this sport, whatever. Do you guys have, do you have a, a vision of possibility of what you could be? Do you? What is it? Maybe you don't. Who you could be. You know, you walked in, you walked past the pro shop, you saw the pictures of the guys on the tennis racket or the women on the tennis rackets and you were like, oh, that person, maybe. Maybe you don't know those famous people, whatever. But do you have any type of vision of, or possibility of what you could be? Do you have that vision? And when's the last time we had a tennis class on that where everybody sat there and then we, st we stood around in a circle, right? And um, we said, okay, Bob, Bobby, go ahead. Tell us what your vision is. And we, we have to create a safe space. So it's like, listen, just going to tell you right now, if anybody chuckles at anybody's vision, you're out. <clears throat> you're literally going to, we're going to ask you to leave the class, right? Because because the thing is, we're not gonna, we're not here to ridicule or judge somebody else's vision about what they could be, right? And, and their possibility, right? But when's the last time we did that in a tennis class? When's the last time, you know, we sat there and we, we stood around and we said, you know, 
what do you think, what do you think you could be? You know, I mean, we, we do this all the time with kids in grade school or whatever. And they say, what do you want to be? And they say, well, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be, well, that's, you know, being a policeman is not the same possibility as being an astronaut, right? There's a lot more police, police men or people out there than there are astronauts. So, you know, we, you know, we, some people will sit there and say, oh, that's very good. But then when you, when you, then all of a sudden something happens when a kid gets to be in high school and they're like, what do you want to be? And the kid says, I want to be an astronaut. And they're like, well, have you taken calculus and you can, you know what I mean? Like, have you taken, have you taken trigonometry and what about aerospace classes? And have you done that? And are you considering, uh, have you thought about the air force, right? Have you thought about the air <laughs> the force? Military do you, does your, does your father or mother have a pilot's license? Do they have a background in this whole thing or whatever? And all of a sudden it, it's, it's no longer, it's, it's the possibility there is real. Like, okay, so you're really asking to do this or be this. And the possibility of you becoming that is very low, right? <laughs> Since you've done right. none of the steps as you were dreaming big, there were no steps taken to get you. So, but hold on, you know, it's interesting that we have created the Santa vision for kids based around, well, if you're good, you'll be rewarded. If you're a kind person, if you are loving and caring and through the rest of the year, this one day end of the year, that you will be rewarded with some presents under the tree. Now, they're going to try to take that as they get older and more cynical, they start trying to take that vision apart. Then we're asking somebody on the tennis court. Now, let's bring it back to what you just said. You have a, a class of people and you say, what's your vision? Well, we've already given you other visions. Right, we've given you pre, uh, pre, uh, pre, pre-described visions that we say this is a holiday. This is what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about. This is what Halloween is about. These holidays are prescribed and pre-described visions for you to operate in. It's not just pre-described; it's a system. It's a system, and now we're saying now you have to invent your own. What's your own vision of yourself? And do you get where I'm going with this? I, I think like, and then, so we never ask somebody. So we're really, hold on. What you really, so what we're really saying is, is that you need like a vision program because, yes. because, because, because what's happening here, what's happening here is even if we had this one class where we said, okay, everybody, let's stand around. You got your tennis rackets. Okay. Who do you see yourself? Oh, I feel like I'd be Sherpova or I'd be, you know, Justine Hennon, or I feel like I'd be Rafael Nadal. Okay. Well, you, you know, and, um, and, and the coaches might get a chuckle out of that and they might be like, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how we do there. Okay. Let's not get too over our skis. But the thing is, is that's, what's going to propel that person to want to get out there every day and slug it out and, and go through the struggle, which is what we talked about. Because otherwise, if if if, if Sher- Sherpova is your Santa Claus, <clears throat> Nadal is your your holiday, your system that you're looking at, saying, "I could celebrate this holiday at the French Open <laughs> every year and win it," if, right? But then you got to look at all the components that go into preparing for that holiday, that go into that system, that pre-described vision. I mean, isn't that Norman Rockwell, right? Here's the vision of what it looks like, small town. 
Right. And Rockwell, if you're going to use that analogy, is basically the the he's taken his vision and he's applied. So now we've broadened it out to we've got vision, right? We've got system. And then we've got something called style. So Rockwell brings a certain style to him. You know, just like we talk about certain musical, certain bands or certain whatever, they have a style, right? And that's a style that, so the style is the further extension of the system, right? Isn't that kind of what it? Oh, absolutely. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. I screwed Uh, that up. No, 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 no. The style is the further extension of the vision. So you have, just say one more time. So I get this. So you have this vision, you have this vision, which which is like, I want to be this, this skilled of a tennis player, we'll say, for example, this is the vision. And because that's, and that's very important. It's very critical because that's going to keep you, that's going to keep you interested and engaged and moving toward what you want, which is that goal, right? You can't just snap your fingers and poof, you're it, right? Along that way, you have to implement systems, right? That help you go toward that which we've done a very good job of in some level, right? We are like, okay, well, you want to learn that you're going to have to learn footwork and you're going to have to learn certain strokes and certain stroke mechanics and other stuff. But what we've not done in the system is we've not, um, we've not, uh, we've not made room. We've not made room for the consistent revisiting of that vision. And along the way, when we're revisiting the vision, we have to make room for establishing the unique style because in truth, while you want to get to become Nadal or Sharapov or whatever, you don't want to be an exact copy of them because if you're an exact copy. Everybody's going to say, oh, that's that. That's not, they're just going to say that's not unique or that's not whatever. They're just, yeah, they play just like that. They play. No, just you're, like you're that. the generic <clears throat> brand. You're the knockoff. <clears throat> right. And so what I, what I guess I'm saying is if we start with this kernel of an idea, which is actually not where we wanted to go or where I wanted to go, but we start with you, you know, having kids or people stand around with a vision, like who do you want to become? I think ultimately that's going to make some people uncomfortable because they're going to be like, I don't know. I just wanted to play tennis, man. I'm just here to play tennis. I don't have a vision of who I wanted to become. Well, arguably, okay, I get that, but then you shouldn't be in this class. You should go to another class because this class is about how do we create believers? How do we create people that are truly believers? Like I could get there. Like you go back to that Isner example of winning Wimbledon and is he a believer or is he not a believer? Right. And you got it in order to get to that level. Arguably these people are stone cold believers. They're not like, you know, it's, it's not just about a mind game. It's not just about your physical strokes. These people are wholeheartedly, they're all in. They're 100%, 110% believers in that this is the possibility, that this is where this is going to go. There's just no way, right? It's going any other way. And 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 you know that when, especially when there's a dogfight on the court. Well, that, right. Because then you, you have, have two be, people. You're all believing. Are, <laughs> you're like, whoa. That are believing. Like, I go back to that. I play this. It was from 2010. I go back to this match between Dementieva and Justine Hennen. And Justine Hennett had come off, and she was a wild card into this tournament. I think it was Australian. She came in, and Dementieva was like the top five player in the world at that point. And it was a battle like nobody's business. And they both believed. They both believed. 
But Justine Hennon believed just that much more. And she scrambled for every point and she just, she just came out on fire. And I use that all the time because I, you can, you can actually feel it. It's palpable. It's palpable when you can see and feel that. And it's, it, they're on fire the whole time. And you're like, oh my God, like people, that's what people pay the money for, man. They want to see the show. And it's like, they see that and they go, oh my God. So the point is, is that if we start with a vision, I just don't, I think we need to have a special class where we, where we say, this is the track that this class is going to proceed along. It's not going to be a traditional class. If you want a traditional class, it's fine. Go, go to another class. There's other classes that we don't, we don't want you. We want only the people that are going to commit to a year or two or three of, they're going to consistently take these vision classes where it's built upon the vision that you have for yourself. And if you don't have one, but you are interested, you can create your own vision or this is the player that I want to become. It's kind of like when you're learning to become a musician, you know, and you're, you're learning to, you're learning to play songs, especially like rock songs. You listen to a lot of other people's works and you start imitating the way that they, the way that they play. You, you love the song and you're like, ah, I got to play that song. I love playing back in black by ACDC or whatever. I just got to play that song. And then you start branching out. And you start, you have that vision of like, oh, I can play this song. You know, I can play Back in Black or I can play Highway to Hell or I can play whatever. And then you start branching out and you start sitting there saying to yourself, based on guitar riffs or, or whatever it is, bass riffs or, or drums, I'd like to write my own song. And it's going to sound a lot like that song. Right, right. But it might have a little bit of its own style. There'll be a little stylistic tweak on it. Right? Yes. That it's like, oh, that's it's similar but different. Right. But they needed that in order to get to that level because they were excited. They were not just excited, but they were, they kept in the sport. They kept doing what they were doing because they kept referring back to that song that they could always play, that they could always play. And that others went, Oh, you, you play that song. That's really cool. Like the, the big one, the big one for eons, eons for guitar players and whatever was Led Zeppelin's stairway to heaven, right? Somebody would be at a party and they pick up a guitar and they'd suddenly start playing the stairway to heaven opening line. And everybody was like, Oh, wow, you know, that song and she's buying and, and, and suddenly everybody's enthralled with it. And suddenly you're a great guitar player. Never mind, You don't really write anything else or you don't whatever but stylistically and then but that's a very unique song and to build your style off that that's difficult but i think the point i'm trying to make here is that by having a vision program it's a special unique program where it's like look you need to come to this the one requirement you have to have is you have to have a vision of who you think you want to become who you think you want to become so i want to become richard gasquet or, or I want to become, or with the, and maybe it's a blended vision. You know what I mean? Like I want to have a serve like Isner, but I want to have the poise and, and, and net game of Federer or whatever it is. Right. But you have that vision. And then what happens is you create a system around that, right? So the club creates a system around that where we're working toward that vision every single time, right? We're incorporating it. We're, 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 you know, much like you would do much like you would do with, with a band, right? So, so a band will sit there. I mean, there's whole, I don't know if you, you probably do know this, but a lot of people probably don't is there's whole bands out there that do nothing, but they love their one artist so much that they are nothing but that cover band for that band. So if you want to go here, 
Peter Gabriel songs. There's a Peter Gabriel tribute band. There's these bands, right? Well, they have a vision that they wanted to be in that band. They want to create that style of music. They want to whatever. They take it to such an extreme that they they only play his music. They don't vary. They don't change. They don't do anything different, right? But they have taken that vision to a certain point. And what I would say is that what I'm talking about here is have a vision program within what we're doing and you come to the class and then we revisit that vision and that becomes, and people can change their vision along the way, but you start with that vision and you create a system around it where it's like class one through 12. I have the system okay. in my head. It just came into me. Can I interrupt you? Absolutely. Okay. So with the, the vision class, it doesn't start on the court. <clears throat> it starts in, the, in a classroom. And I think we need to have classrooms in a facility. There needs to be a tennis classroom. Yeah, you we, we don't have that. Right. Every club needs a classroom. I know. Where we run lectures and tape and whatever. So that is the bizarrest thing. Is that weird? Think about that. We don't have a classroom. And and we're what are we we're talking science, math? I mean, it's a math <laughs> class. It's a physics class. Listen, we're bending trajectory on a 78 foot long tennis court by 36 36 wide, 78 feet long. And we're bending trajectory with using elastic energy, rigid energy. We're using momentum, centripetal force, right? Like we're using rotational forces. I mean, it's a, it's a science and math class that can you can tie history into, but yet we don't do any of that. And this is why we're not evolving in tennis because that very reason we should class ever. So in our room, in class that we're running, I think you sit down and you of all adults and you say, here's some players that that I want you to look, do some homework, go home. And come back, look on YouTube. This is thing called the internet and look at some players. And I want you to cherry pick. I want, I want, uh, Korlovac's backhand. Okay, great. And then I want, you know, I want, uh, Serena's swinging volley. Great. Right. Okay. And then I want you to put your game together, just like a fantasy band. Right, yeah. right, right. I remember when, right. so when I'm songwriting too, I'm like, well, this song's me across between like ACDC and Jody Mitchell. <laughs> like, right. Bad idea, but okay, we're going to go with it. Right. But at least there's like, but you never know what can come out of it. Ah, uh, exactly right. Right. And so, well, you take a song like, like Stairway to Heaven, how brilliant that is. It's a linear song that goes through like Baroque music into, right. into blues right. at this crescendo. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then it comes full circle at right, the end of the song. But if you were to start out saying, listen, I'm going to combine Baroque music with blues and every people would roll their eyes and say, get out of here. This is stupid. It's what really stupid. Right. And you, and you forget sometimes also that because it's overplayed, you, you forget the, the artistry and mastery of the, of the song. Yeah. But I digress. So in the vision class, everybody in the class puts together and you have a board, you actually have your vision board and you have your face or your body at the top of it. But up to those steps, you have each of the professional players uh, face and then what you're trying to glean from their game. And then you go through each of the steps. And the cool part is you may switch off. So you may like, you know, I'm not feeling the swinging volley, actually. Okay, so let's find something else. But what it does, it gives layer this tangible thing to ascertain, right? And that's the thing when you're talking about like guitar, learning back in black. Here's the song. I I need to learn how to play it. That's a tangible thing. Right. So now that you've got it, 
Mm. Now you're, but now you've owned it because you're like. So to wait to draw a distinction, which I think is very important at this point, is that the intangible, obtuse thing is getting somebody on the court and being like, "You want to establish a good forehand." <laughs> what, what is that? I don't even well, know well, what that whose is. forehand. Well, I don't even know what whose that is. forehand. What are you saying to me? I don't even know. You're just you're talking blather. I mean, what is that? What is but that? Think of, no, you're right. Think of that though. In every other art form, in every other thing, we we watch professional sports. People do all that, but then when they come to a class, they're like, I don't know. <laughs> well, 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 who do you want to sound like? I don't. Who who do you want to paint like? I, I, I don't know. There needs to be something that gets you started, but you come out with no vision. But it's not just something that gets you started. It's something that keeps you in the game, and 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 it even if it doesn't keep you in the game long term, it allows you to always. It's a backstop. You always come back, and you always go. That's the reason why I started. That's the reason why I'm here. Like I saw this one thing. Most people celebrate Christmas, even if you're not Catholic, right? Because you can take. This is the way a Catholic talks. I don't want to get. I don't want to get into the Jesus. I don't want to get into Jesus is the reason for the season. That's all. That's Protestant. Everybody else doesn't exist in the the Christian world. (laughs) No, this is the way Catholic talks. This is hilarious. I always find this hilarious. Do you know why no one exists? Because we killed them all. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's what it is. Let's talk about the Crusades. Nice. So. My point, though, is that... But then but, we talk about the Reformation. Okay, let's okay. move on. It's Which a whole other podcast. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a different podcast. Right, right, right. So every, let's just say everybody celebrates Christmas. <laughs> You're ahead of everybody. I'm laughing now. I'm laughing. But everybody's Christmas is a little different. Only a New Yorker would laugh and then tell everybody that they're laughing. <laughs> Only a New Yorker. Yes. Only a New Yorker. I'm sorry. I just find that oh ironic. Oh, so God. go ahead. So everybody, everybody celebrates Christmas. Yeah. But everybody's Christmas is a little bit different. Yes. Everybody's holiday. Yeah. Is a, everyone's Halloween is a little bit different. Everybody's Thanksgiving is a little but bit different. But it's special to them. That's the best part. But it started with a vision that was preset. We were imitating a vision that was pre or a system that was preset to us. So then we have a student come in. Can I talk any more? I'm going to talk to my professor right now. A student comes in. You're like, okay, so what do you think? It, do we ever ask? So what are you thinking about your forehand? Who would you like to emulate? I actually don't know anything about tennis. Do me a favor then. We're going to hit a little bit today. I'm not going to teach you anything. Here's four or five people I want you to go look at and tell me if you're inspired by them. And then I want you to start imitating what they're doing. And then when you come back to your lesson, I want you to show me what you saw. And then we're going to break that down. And then what it does is it gives everybody a foundation, a holiday, a system to work from. I don't care if it's Gasket's thing or Sharapova's or Did Serena. Did you say Gasket? I call him Gasket. <laughs> He's got a, but I think, this a is, gasket, gasket. I think this is remarkably interesting because if you compare this to other, what you just said when you said, I, I really don't know tennis or whatever, that is very unique to tennis and maybe some other things, but it's very different then you're talking about like, I mean, when people throw the pigskin, they throw a football. They can, they've got an idea of a quarterback in their head. When they dribble the basketball, they've got an idea of, you know, they've got an idea of who they, of Michael Jordan. They've got an idea, like, but. Do, 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 <laughs> oh so, my God, I'm laughing because it's funny. Is you, you see a kid that's never thrown a football and you're like, hey, and they're like, yeah, I know how to throw a football. Even if they've never thrown a football, they sort of do it. You give somebody a tennis racket, it's usually a hundred percent wrong, <laughs> but I just find that fascinating because no, I'm right. like the ever more the evidence of why we need to, why we need to have this vision program, 
because the truth is, is that tennis doesn't really have that same draw. It doesn't have that same draw. I mean, you go and you hear an Eddie Van Halen guitar solo or whatever, and you're like, I'm going to the store, I'm getting that guitar, I'm getting the amplifier, and I am going to try. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Whatever it is, it, it, that's that's a, that's a weird example. But if you if you, you, it's not a weird example. No, and, and think of this also though, because you're a guitar player, you're speaking in terms of a rocker. But think of like your system of the holidays. What's always being played in the background right. of every holiday? Right. The sport, the football, hockey, right. baseball. It's there's a season that's connected to an. So there's a holiday season that's now connected to a sports. Mm. Sports were smart. Where's everybody together? Oh, they're at home together. It's family time. It's Thanksgiving. And there's a lead figure in this case, Santa. But in other cases, there's the quarterback or there's the ah, right, right, right. There's but, the and, forward. And what's something that we can all connect mm. on? Oh, right. we, it's the big football pool or final the final four the, the pool oh my god right right the final four has become a huge thing at work now where everyone's joining in around the water cooler did you do your squares right right so they've created these systems when is tennis being played in the back unless you're a tennie already unless you're in like us you're into the sport tennis is not being played on the background of of holidays at all we've been marginalized we've been pushed out and at a certain level i or, think we like our marginalization at a certain level because we it, kind of like it's like an exclusive club makes like, us elite. like we're tennis or whatever but i do think that this vision program is just so on the money because um we don't have a system we don't have a vision system and the and 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 really without a vision system it's not just that you're not gonna you're not gonna be attracted to and want to pursue the best you can be at that sport, but also you're not going to really ever really create a style, but hold on, right? but you can't create a style if there's not personal ownership. And the mistake is you're, you're going to get personal you're ownership. because you're consuming, you're telling me to tell you your vision. So if it's not your vision coming in, right? I'm not helping you with your vision. I'm telling you your vision, right? We tell you that, that, that Santa's coming and we're telling you it has to do with a Christmas tree, but everything else is up to you. We're not doing that. We're saying, okay, we're going to create your holiday for you and then tell you how to. Yes. And no, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Santa in your face that's out there commercially, but you get to tweak it. Yeah, absolutely. You get to pick the color tree. You get to pick. Yeah. What, 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 what are you going to do with your ornaments? How, right. what are you going to serve for dinner? Our tradition growing up was, my parents, we always did New York style Christmas day. We, we got up super early. My mom would make us stay in bed because she was like, I don't get up at 7.30, <laughs> earlier than 7.30. So we'd have to sit. We have at 6 a.m. For, 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 for my mom would be like, no. Yeah. We'd sit at the top of the stairs, like looking at our fake watches, like is mom going to get up? Is right. Fran getting up? Go down, do our gifts. It was awesome. She'd make breakfast. Then around, I don't know, two o'clock we'd go see a movie as a family and then go for chinese food right uh we'd go, go to hang out with all the jewish people we'd go to gamois yeah, yeah absolutely right. awesome and then and so we go to gamois my dad would order the he loved the poo poo platter do you know what the poo poo platter is did you, you just say order you know, <laughs> just say i did but we'd have the poo poo platter and it would have and that became our tradition poo poo platter for people that don't know 
get the little hibachi fire in the middle and it has like a circular like lazy susan and there's like three egg rolls there's like three rib there's three of everything except we're a family of four so that never went well and my dad would, would always like take the first thing of everything and then we'd all have to fight over who got the rib whoever got the you know or the nice. uh the fish cake but my point is that we tweaked the holiday on our own they my parents had a vision for us we all like the movies so that was the thing that we did and we did that for a decade. It was great. We so wait, forward. my question is, why don't we start out with a vision? I don't know. You're a, I, I'm having the same revelation. A, I'm an idiot. I, I'm a, the, I've never done it either. You've been doing it for, you've been doing coaching. Shame for, on me. No, I'm just asking. I'm going to try to shame you here. No, I'm, I'm shaming asking. myself. Okay. You've been doing it for 20 years. We never start out with a. I've never, never done it. It's like, welcome to the court. Let's get going. <laughs> No, what do you want to do? Yes, right. I've never said right. ever. I, listen, I'm having the number one thing. Hit the hit the dump. The no no no. Hit the crickets. Oh no. Oh no. That, <laughs> no no. Hit that one again. That's uh, let's say, so. I that's why. I don't know. Right. What was I, I? What was I not thinking? Well, so okay. So let me give you for those of you who have never been through a musical lesson a private musical lesson. The number one thing that in a private musical lesson they'll do is they, you come in and I mean, it's pretty easy. It's easier for, it's easier for musical teachers, I suppose, than it is for tennis coaches to some degree. Cause they come in and there's kind of the markers, like the guy's got, the guy's trying to grow his hair out and he's got the shirt on that says, that says, ACDC or it says Metallica or it says, no, 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 right, or it right. says you, or it says you too. And the guy's got a certain guitar, right? So the guy who is the guy who's going to play, want to play a certain style of music or have a certain vision of himself is going to give off those signals. But even if you assume the kid doesn't have any of that, like I didn't have that when I came into a lesson, I was just a dorky kid, just whatever. And I, but, but there was the Van Halen guitar that I really wanted. <laughs> But but the, you, you do we we all know you like Van Halen right? But the keeps point coming up a lot. But the point is no. But the point is is that there was that guitar, and I was like, oh, I really want the guitar. But the point is that you're giving off those markers of a vision to the teacher, which who could be analogous to the tennis coach. Tennis coach doesn't. I mean, I suppose you have it if you if you're wearing Djokovic's shoes or you're wearing whatever. Maybe eh, maybe. But the thing is, is that the real telltale is like, okay, so what do you want to do? And the kid comes into class. And the kid comes into class and the first thing the kid does is that he, now they probably just pull up their phones, but they pull up their phones now, or they, they handed over a record or they handed over a tape and they were like this, I want to do this. And that was the entry for the instructor to be like, got it. I see where this is going. Yes. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just a kiss his butt and to, it wasn't just a kiss his butt and to be like, you know, Oh, uh, you know, I'll just do this to make him happy. And but who's directing? But who's directing the, that lesson, though? The kid is, or the student, right? The student. Ah, uh, yeah. not not the instructor is helping you right. with your vision. Right. It's fair. Yeah, exactly. It's the guide on the side, not the sage on the stage. But it's interesting because in tennis, I think that there's a certain amount of con I don't know if it's control. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it's there's a certain amount of that. It's like. That's nice. But to get to that level, you'd have to whatever. In a music lesson, it's never that. They're never like, yeah, it's nice. You'll never get there. 
or that's nice. That'll take you years. It's like, no, I think I can teach you the first opening riffs of, of back in black. That's not a hard thing to do. Let's do that. And it'll make you happy. And I think I can teach you that whole thing. Now that's very different in tennis because there's a lot more body mechanics that are involved. No, don't just, let it off the hook. Do not let it off the hook. Okay. Shame on us. Okay. No shame on me. No, seriously. I'm, I'm just like, I'm really having a hard time with this right now because I've never done that ever. And here I am preaching like, oh, we need a vision thing. I'm like, well, I haven't done it. Right. And, and so, but if, but if, I mean, if you think about that, that's, that's, that's a big deal because, um, if, if, if we borrow this analogy, so the, the kid is sending off all the markers, he, whatever he's wearing, whatever he's got for the guitar, but then he's handing you over something <laughs> that says, I want to learn this. I want to play just like this. I want to be this. I want to, <laughs> I want to do this thing. And it doesn't, it makes it easier for the music teacher, I suppose. Cause it's like, okay. But I do think that the, the tennis needs to have that. Like, well, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to learn? What move is similar to what, what skill do you want to learn with the racket is similar to what, uh, what song do you want to play or what riff do you want to learn or what, what beat do you want to learn for playing the drums or whatever it is? What do you want to, what do you want to do? I think that's similar. Do you know what's really disturbing? Hmm. That most people will use a tennis racket when they first come to the court as a guitar <laughs> more correctly than a tennis racket. That's yeah. And then people go to people that watch professional tennis don't know and right so let's go back to the football yeah everybody knows to like put the football up like i'm holding my arm up now above my shoulder and right. even if it's even if their elbows drop there's still a thing where oh the arm goes up and we've right. seen the heisman trophy right so there's this like base knowledge of where it is right nobody does the unit turn and puts their hands up everybody puts their hands down with with the first one they grab low to high we we have like there's this incorrect thing that's people are misinterpreting tennis there is no vision of how the sport should look when you're holding the racket i will say to somebody for six months hands up put and i i, I'm, I'm, I don't get mad but i'm like but it's frustrating in my head because i'm like i'm thinking like are you stupid? Well, I, I, no, I, no, I know. Hold on, I mean, because I don't want it to come across wrong. Oh my God, he said stupid. I don't think that people no, are stupid, but no. there's a huge disconnect. No, 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 in no. That when I give somebody a foot, hold on. When I give somebody a football, they don't hold it down by their knees. Right. They, they don't throw like underhand. Right. Nobody does. Even right. a three-year-old knows to like. Oh wait, I can throw it like this. But this is why, and this is one of the reasons why originally we started working together because I had seen a number of coaches that were you know, that were just standing there with their arms down, shouting at people, doing all this sort of stuff. And I was like, I need someone to model this for my kids so they can see it because sometimes you learn a lot better when you, when you're actually modeled, just like you're saying. And, uh, you know, so I, and I wanted someone who was going to move, not just, you know, stay s static. And so, you know, th th then what happened is now we flash forward to, um, years into this, years into this. And when I served to my son or my son served to me and I'm returning, I'm actually, I'm over accentuating what I do so that I can show them like, 
it would be very easy for me after they serve the ball and they miss it to just stand there with my arms down or to whatever. But I literally go into my position after I've anticipated what I'm going to do. I go into that position and I, and I, and I model that position and I hold it even after the ball is long gone, it's like three, four seconds long gone. And I still hold that position so that, and then they're looking at me across the net and they see me doing that. Or I do the same thing when I hold for my backhand. But what you know what you're doing by doing that? Yeah. You're playing the football game on Thanksgiving. You're, you're this, this sport there's they're in their frequency in which they're with you is the same thing as people watching professional sports. Cause you guys are not sitting around watching 10 hours of sports every week. Right. So when you're doing that subliminally and subconsciously, you're getting like, Oh, my hand goes up when you're a quarterback. But when you play tennis once in a while and watch it once in a while, there would be no frequency. So by you doing that, they're watching their sport and over. Then they'll go, oh, that's kind of when you see a player do the ghost stroke after they miss something and then they go through it correctly. That person has been around tennis a lot and has been engaged in it, has a vision for it. And is now trying to acquiesce that, that not acquiesce, they're acquire is the word I'm looking for, to acquire, that to hit the marker on that vision, right? So I realized when I hit my one-handed backhand that I should have had an extension on the shot, not a rotation because the ball was coming in too hot to a one-handed backhand. I then will go, oh, yeah, I should have extended on that shot. That shot was really deep. I had no space for the rotation right. aspect, for that kind of shot. So... I'm going to then feign that to make sure that, okay, I got it. So that's what I'm saying is like by you doing that for your kids, it is a huge coaching skill that you're doing and that you're giving them because there's so much frequency in seeing it. It's the exact same thing as staring at a screen and watching four hours of hockey or baseball or. And that's very different than standing by a cart of balls. And pitching, oh, oh and, God, pitching yeah. and pitching a ball at a kid and saying, turn just a little bit to your left. Okay, good. Go around the cone. Up, shuffle back. Up, nope. You didn't shuffle back the right way. Shuffle back again. You know what I mean? And and it's, it's, it's a very big deal. And we used to do this when we were working together. I would ask you to create that vision sometimes. Because you would you would tell them to do something like this is whatever, and you're very good about doing it. But I'm saying no, was, I was the, doing the shorthand coach speak. <clears throat> right? There were then times, you were like, whoa, 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 bring that back. Yeah, there were times when I was like, can you just slow this down and can you show them physically how this is going to go? Mm-hmm. So you're creating that. So you're creating that vision. So they they have that that picture in their head of like, oh, right, this is how I do that. But wouldn't this go better for people learning the game if they already came in? watching it and spending some time imitating movements. Yeah. But if you don't, but do that's that. what kids do all the time. I mean, you take baseball, you tuck baseball. I mean, the pitchers on the mound and you see kids who want to be pitchers or whatever. They're literally like they're, they're going through the motion and they're developing. Like they've got like take pitcher. I think pitcher is a good analogy to tennis at some level because you're constantly, you're pitching at the opponent, you're pitching at them. And you've developed this whole thing, right? So you've got this whole thing of how I'm going to do it. I'm going to draw myself back. 
I'm going to draw my arm a certain way. If I'm going to throw a sidearm, this is where I'm coming through. I, 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 I've got the mitt in my hand. My mitt is in front of my face or my mitt is to my left. And then, or I'm going to draw my arm up. And then am I going to cross my leg over? This is all style now, of course, because you don't necessarily need to do all this to get the ball back efficiently. But the point is, am I going to cross my leg this way up in the middle or up more? What am I going to do? How am I going to bring this forward? And then, so style is in the essence of vision, right? But so, it started somewhere. Yeah. Every pitcher had another pitcher they were trying to emulate. Right. And then they got style points. And, you know. But stop, but, but the point I wanted to make was that style, that style, and you're, you're writing this, that it's, it's, you have a vision and that vision is in part the other person's style. And then at some point you're going to morph, you're going to take their style, which is their vision, and you're going to morph it. You're going to start changing it a little bit, just little incremental stuff. And you may not even notice that, but you still have that initial vision. And then all of a sudden you, you, but you, but that's what propelled you and kept you in the heat and kept you going and like, oh yeah, I've got to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And then you get there and you're kind of like, okay, you've kind of mastered it, but not really, but you've gotten to a point. And all of a sudden you're like, well, I want to tweak it just a little bit because this is better for my arm or this is better, more comfortable for me, or I just like doing it this way or whatever. And then all of a sudden you start tweaking it more and then people will come back to you and sit there and say, oh, you play just like so-and-so. And you, now you hate and want to divorce yourself of the vision <laughs> because you're now like, I don't want to be that vision right but the thing is arguably in order for you to get to that other point that further down the road point you have to have you have to have had that initial vision and really have everybody in the class develop their own vision okay you, day one you're a new student with me this is the way this maybe not all your classes because you're going to have people you know there's going to be people that are like listen a lot of people just want to hit the ball but the point is for those who want to really try to do something different or really want to try to reach a certain level at this at the at the sport having starting out with this vision process and keeping going with a vision on pre-court work pre-court classroom this right. is we're not going to the, we're not going to the court today we're, and maybe to right, be and maybe to be in. economically fair to clubs, this is the danger that we've gotten into with tennis because we charge on the hour by for the court time, which is very different from a baseball field or a football field. The problem is that it, there's there's heavy pressure economically, so maybe there has to be a reduced price. You're going to the oh, classroom. I'm going to cut you off though. Well, whatever. No, I don't, no, I don't no, know. no, no. Hold on though. Hold on. I'm just I, thinking the club. It has no, to. No, make I it. get that, but hold on. And I'm saying this to people that are listening. If if you're a non-player, tennis is basically free five months out of the year, depending on where you live. Uh, yeah. Right. So we're in Chicago, right, in Illinois. So if the weather is there. Yeah. And even if it's not there, sure. you can play tennis. So people are like, oh, it's so expensive. Yeah. Well, yes, if you have to be inside. No, but, but I was but, just taking the position of the club owner. No, no, no. Who's I, like, no, what no, are we going to no, do? No, I, I get that. But I'm I'm, I'm going to say, no, I don't think we need to discount it. Because what you're getting out of it is so much more. I would argue going to the hospital because you're unhealthy is going to cost you a lot more. That's true. Than the money you would spend. Well, ready? we'll spend money on pills. But how about you spend the money on. Okay, so, so what, let me finish saying, my thought. Let me finish my thought. Yeah. So you have. April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Seven months of the year, 
you can play if you have a network of people right. for free outside right. where we live within this radius. There's something like a, over a hundred tennis courts. Right. There is no way that you can't find a court to play. Right. You're just not trying hard enough. Right. Two, you're in, if you spend that money and you actually did the math on a private lesson and you, no one says you have to do it every single week. Right. No one says you have to do an hour. I understand right. they're expensive. I, I couldn't afford it. I'm a tennis pro and I can't afford a private lesson. Right. So do a half an hour. Mac, don't make it about hitting balls. Make it about learning something that's tangible for your vision. Right. Buy a cheap ball machine, which you can get, then bring out right and do it on your own. Right. And if you're not self-motivated, then find a partner to do it with. But I don't like when people are like, oh, it's not, it's, it's, um, financially prohibitive. It is not. If you know what's financially prohibitive, not being healthy. Okay. Stop. Get, okay. Stop. Uh, I, you, I didn't mean to tripwire you on that. Sorry, All I was trying to do was if, if club owners are listening to this, I don't think they have to, and they actually hold on. And they actually want to do something like this. What I was trying to say was, is that they got to figure out what they do in and around this to systematize it, to programmatize, right? So if you have a classroom where you have that, you're going to have a pro in that classroom leading it. They're going to pay, okay, for that pro's hourly time. But here's the cool part. It's a class. So the amount of money is diffused, right? So let's say the pro is, is it's normally a $100 lesson, right? So it's $100 for that hour. Well, $100 for that hour, but it's almost like a class within a class. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's an actual physical class like you'd get in a school and you've got 10 people. So that it's are $10 there. each. So saying. it's $10 each. Right. So, so, so it's, 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 it's a, uh, it's a wash. It's, it's the club's a wash. not making money, but what'll happen is the people actually have a vision. The pro gets taken care of. The club's not making more money than they would have if that, if that pro was otherwise occupied, but the club could be making more money because the club could basically be the pros that are sitting there with the canceled lessons or the pros that are sitting there with no lessons. There's a gap during the day they could, or whenever it is at night, they could host that class and they're making more money because maybe they can't fully utilize. And here's another thing. If you've got a building and you can squeeze two or three classrooms in and you've only got a fixed number of courts, say you've got like six, eight, 10 courts. Well, you can, if you can squeeze three more classrooms in, that's the equivalent of three more tennis courts. Because if you can have this vision program set up, you can be packing in three classrooms a night and, and multiple times. And if people come out with a vision yeah, and they've gone through it, yeah, they're going to get better faster. Right. And not just that, but faster. they're more likely to, they're more likely to do what the music store is often known you know, steal from the music store secrets. The music store secret is they come out of a lesson and the, the, the teacher or whatever is like, well, you know, you should really try these strings if you want to do that. Well, you know, you should really try, you should really try this, this, um, this new pedal, this you new pedal this or this new pedal or whatever. And they go, they go, okay. And they walk in and they go, oh, I think we've got one. In fact, I think we've got one that's out of the, that's open box. You might be able to get that. Like, <laughs> I, th oh, I, I just, cool. I think there's one that's open box. And, oh, it's right, right here to my right. <laughs> Can you plug it? Well, you know what though, if the kid really, if this is, that sounds conniving, but the reality is, is that if, if they really want that sound do they really want to achieve that goal they really want to get there it's actually not it's helping them get to the goal and get to what they want so if you happen to have that french open tennis racket no but it, but it's around, it's helping them ready yeah it's not just like one pedal it's not one amp it's hey we got a matchbox here we have a marshall stack hey right. we have the, and you're like oh i kind of like the matchbox right okay well so now what you're doing is you're tweaking your vision They're, but yeah. you but the vision though is still guided guided 
not told. And I think that's a big mistake in tennis. I, th- I, th- I think we just, we're just, let yeah. me sit on this for one second. I, oh. You're 100% right in the classroom. How do you expect people to have a vision of something? They have no clue how to hold a racket. They have no vision. Have, Basically, what you're saying is, how do you expect people to have a vision with if no they vision? Have no vision. And so then they're telling us to give them the vision, but they don't get to watch me on TV. They don't. Right. They're not around me all day for five hours imitating me. Right. At all. So right? There's this intense pressure to come in and for you to provide something that they don't have to begin with. So, and for them to to achieve or reach to something that they don't even understand or can't see what it is, right? And that's and that's really hurting tennis. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's killing. But all right, so so let's do this here. Here's the holiday. Now, based on the holiday, based on this sport, go do prepare for the holiday. What are your decorations? What's your, what's your unit turn? Like, find somebody that you're like, oh. I'm the holiday and I would like it to look like, I mean, there's people who are putting stuff on social media and Pinterest and YouTube that are like, this is my new Christmas decoration. These are my new Christmas cookies. These are my new, this, these are my new, there's these visions that are happening all the time. They're not happening in tennis. This is my new stroke that I've achieved. You know, no, I mean? no, that's a whatever. good point. No, there's that's not, a good point. That, that's a great that. point. Not, oh, this is my new thing. Oh, check this out. This is what I just did or learned or, or I mean, you have people who are doing it with music. They're like, watch me do this latest version of, you you know, of this famous song, watch me do it or whatever. And nobody's doing that. Or no. here's my new song. Right. The only thing, the closest thing they're doing it to it is they're trying to brag that their kid is amazing. And so they're putting their kid up there and they're like, watch him hit the ball. Yeah, so I, I, I don't even want to go there. But I know. But I so, but the right. point I'm trying to make is that I think for club owners who might listen to this, if there's the occasional club owner, I mean, literally think about that. That's another source of revenue. If you can squeeze in one, two, three or four classrooms into your existing facility and you can establish this vision program, Program where you have people who come in and they and and you utilize pros. Forget getting paddle and pickleball in your facility. How about how about doing something radical like this? And literally, I think you're going to grow the sport because you're going to have people who are coming back and they're like, oh no, I'm really interested in trying to learn the Serena swinging volley, right? And and I've got this in my head. Wow! And then you appreciate the artistry and the and the the intensity that that it took to be able to get to that level. And you're shooting for that and, so, okay, so yeah. if i was going to class and I, I know we get wrap up but if i was going to run this vision class i would actually do a consult one-on-one where it maybe it's just a, it's like a half an hour it's right. free you sign up for the class it's part of the class yeah. so i would actually make the class maybe four classes and they're an hour right maybe an hour and a half and the consult's a half an hour in the price of the class yeah and you come out and I run you through some balance, some movement, what you initially do when you have a racket or a ball. So we do some footwork. We do a little bit of base on your age uh, and, and your but tennis. There you're your starting with the technique. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm not going to teach anything. Okay. I'm just going to see what you do. And then I'm going to okay. assess how you move. I'm going to ask you. Um, do you have any knee issues? Right. Any, what other sports have you played? Right. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to put together a file. We're done. You leave. Then we come to the class and I say, you know, or I'll email you later on. Here's what I saw based on your movement. I think these these professional players, now yeah. I'm connecting, could 
I have four for you on your volleys. I have four for you on your ground strokes. I have four for you on your serving. Oh and my I, God, you're doing way more than the average music teacher does. Okay, hold on. No, no, but no, but they're just clips. But that's cool. They're no, just clips. Now, I get it. Now go look at these clips. And it's not hard to reproduce because the thing is, is that you, there's a finite number of professional tennis players that people can model after. So it's not like, you know, there's the end of the earth here. You but, could, but you know what would be cool yeah. though? Hold on. This, but this could also open up a bigger market. Instead of what we're always talking about the top 100. How about, you know, we have these breakdown, this is not complicated, but the guys that are on a satellite tour, that you, you have their strokes up. And you know, um, let's say you know, you're on the tour. Cla Claude Hermes is now uh, ranked 400, he's coming up on the uh, ATP satellite tour, right. and he's, you know, his forehand, this is what he does, and they break it down. You can do it on your phone. Nobody, nobody cares anymore, right? Like, everyone's like, oh, it's gonna be high tech. But sometimes, yes. But if the information is there and a coach can utilize that, now you might be connected to a younger person, a younger player that's up and coming, and you might be more inclined to follow them and actually become a fan of their brand of who they are because, oh, you know, I, I am more accessible. Or even college players. They're more accessible. Yes. That's the thing. There's accessibility. You could email them. Hey, you know, I was I was actually modeling my... Right. Could you imagine if you're well, a there's low... Actually, there's actually... Uh, there's an organization out there where they're really trying to connect these people. And they're... But wouldn't <clears> they... But, but if us coaches could do that. Yeah, yeah. Right? That we look on this this site that breaks down all the, uh, the lower level players, ranked players, and what they're doing in their strokes. Use that in our vision class. And now you're saying, oh, wait, he's 19 or she's... she's 20 and she's coming up and you'd be great using her vol backhand volley. Oh, I, li I like that. But I want to, I think it's important that people understand where this is all going, where we're seeing and bring people off the launching pad. But I think what we really want to also emphasize is where this is going. So where this is going, right, is that you get those future Serena's, right? You get those future Novak's from this vision, that's where this could go. Because you're telling them, look, no, hold on. It gets better though. You, because you're giving them multiple options on each of the things, and you don't have to give them all at once. No. You say, we're going to start with, here are ground strokes. Yeah. Here are four players. So once they choose, right. it's no longer your vision, coach. Right. It's the player's <clears throat> vision, right. which now makes them on the hook. They're culpable now for doing this and hopefully it'll raise their interest. Now they're going out with you having watched the video and it's gone more of a, it's it. more of a personal connection and you're, you're just the facilitator. Like I always had this personal connection with my music and the artist that did it because I was always felt like they were so many people say this. Oh, I feel like they're speaking to me. They're my band, like my group. Or my, they yes, feel, yeah. They yes. feel like that, that's my thing. And I feel like, and, and so you're wanting to, to go further. You're wanting to acquire your, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. There's there's that lack of personal connection in tennis because the thing is is it's kind of like you're connected to what an idea a technique a, I mean that's not human that's, there's no vision that there's no vision there's no connection but it's that human connection too right it's it's you can be connected to your coach for sure but what I'm saying is is that you how often do you actually go see your coach play in a tournament. <laughs> Like, I don't think that's, that's not happening. I mean, maybe, maybe that's happening at the margins with a few people, but the majority of them, the coaches are retired. They're no longer playing tournaments or they just right. didn't play tournaments to begin with. And so you don't have that vision either. So you're taking from somebody and that's okay because in music, when you take lessons, you don't take some lessons from somebody who is, you know, well, what I do is I don't play tournaments because I didn't grow up that way. Right. Right. I was a social player, but 
I apply the same things I used for my music career in tennis. It's the same kind of- But the point I'm trying to make- No, no, I'm going to tell you though is people will say to me though, well, you don't play tournaments. I go, yes, but the same process I'm using to write songs and create songs, I'm now going out and performing. So it's not like I'm just telling you what to do and I don't do it anymore. I'm making music videos. I'm recording albums. I'm performing live. I'm doing everything that I said- that you're gonna do in on the tennis court, I am doing in my other thing that I'm doing professionally. So you need to do the exact same thing. Are are you going to lead by example or are you someone that just regurgitating information? And but, that's a huge difference. But so the vision helps people lead by example because they're basically going back to the example and they're taking their own lead from that example. That's the point of the vision. Right. That's the that's the that's the point. And they keep going back to that example. But to you keep can't have a, but you can't have an instructor without their own vision for themselves. It's a two way street. If I have a visionless coach or or I wouldn't even have one because they don't have a vision. They can't help me because if they never had a vision, they don't know the steps. They can't. Well, they can't even start. They can't even, you know, and I think a lot of this is where a lot of coaches will sit there and say, well, yeah, I have a vision for myself. I, yeah, I, when I was growing up, I liked, I was big on Borg or I was big on Agassi or whatever, you know, they have but <clears throat> I think that somewhere along the way, they've lost sight of that, you, how the power of that vision and how important it was to propel them to that next level. And, and it kept them coming back week after week and it kept them coming back to try to practice and it kept them coming back wanting and yearning to get to that skill level. I mean, this is what happens with a musician. I'm not sure. And I played tennis since I was six. I'm not sure it's the same exact thing. It can be, but when you're trying to learn to be, to play a certain way on an instrument and you're trying to emulate somebody, you go to the ends of the earth to try to keep going at that until you get to that where it sounds like that person and you're like there it is i got it i just did it i just did it right so have a classroom that that gets people to start doing that because that kept that keeps musicians it and, and and it makes a lot and folks if anybody's out there doubting this like oh yeah well that's music and you guys are no all, it's you the guys, same you thing guys are it's nuts. the same thing okay yes but hold on how many music stores have have legions of people that still come in musical instrument stores that take lessons and sell and sell stuff that spend lots and lots of money and are engaged and, and pursue it. I mean, guitar players are junkies for equipment junkies and the guitar industry is huge and still makes money, even though it's musical instruments are struggling. But still the point is, is that you can create legions of fans based on this vision. And by having this vision and having this style right? That you're trying to create, you're going towards something and, and the system is already there. It's just that we just have to think about, we have to imagine using the system in a different way, right? I mean, that's just a hundred percent. No, let's take our existing system, but let's use it in a little bit different of a way. And for those who are traditionalists and purists, we can sit there and say unequivocally, listen, we're not going to touch it. You can still keep it. You can still do everything you want, but have this other system or class or whatever that's set up. So we're leaving this with, you can't teach people with no vision. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just like, like I'm, I'm an idiot. Like that's how I feel right now. Like I feel like I've let my students down. I feel like I've let myself down that I wasn't smart enough to do that. No, and I'm saying I don't want you to be like, oh, cut me some slack. Don't cut me any slack because I have to start saying to my students, 
listen, I want you to go on and just look at some players, watch some tennis and see somebody you like and be like, I know I'd like to look like that because you know what? You actually can look like that. I imagine myself being a songwriter 27 years ago. I did it. I had, I used Bob Dylan. I used Neil Young. I used Cat Stevens. The people I listen to, because I like words. I like to read. I like to write. I use, and I, 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 early on, you can see like, oh, I'm emulating how they write. And yeah. now, but that took a while, right? Now I look back at those songs and I'm like, oh, I kind of ripped that off a lot, that style. Now I have my own style. But I had to emulate that writing to do that. Yeah. And my singing is the same thing as I'm struggling to be a singer. I'm trying to, I am emulating some people, but now I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I, I, can, I actually have a little bit of a range now. But if we're, people are coming out to my court and I don't spend any time doing that and saying, what do you, what, who are you inspired by? Well, well, nobody. Well, first thing we got to do is find some people you can look at to be inspired by. That's it. That, because that's going to propel you to. That's going to propel you to keep right. going. What do you want your Christmas and your and your Thanksgiving to look like? Right. Who are you going to dress up as for Halloween? That's right. it. Right. Pick something. There you go. But if I don't help you do that, then I'm the visionless coach. I'm the VC. Wow. Well, I think you just rocked your own brain. I can't. I'm, I'm just going to go teach myself how to coach again. I'm not, I'm not even going to say you rock my body. I'm just embarrassed. Goodbye. <laughs>